0: Welcome to Bovine Banter with the Penn State Extension Dairy Team. I'm Carly Becker, and I'm a dairy educator based in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Joining us today is Esteban Jimenez from Penn State University. Thank you for joining us today, Esteban. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your position at Penn State University?
1: Hello, everybody. My name is Esteban Jimenez. I am from Costa Rica. I am a doctor in veterinary medicine. Right now, I am a graduate student at Penn State under the supervision of Dr. Adrian Barragans. And essentially, I am working in my master research right now.
0: Great. Thank you, Esteban. So today, Esteban is going to be talking about the research that he is doing with Dr. Barragans' lab at Penn State University. So can you please talk a little bit about your research project or projects that you are working on currently?
1: Yeah. So currently, we're working in two master projects, my own and one of my colleagues that also is like related to, to ours. But my project essentially is trying to understand how the inflammation on the cow works during the, during the transition period and what is the, or what are the effects of the pre-partum treatment with non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs in the postpartum. For example, we want to see the incidence of postpartum diseases. We want to see how is the reproduction of those, cow, those cows treated. And we also want to see the effect in the milk production.
0: Awesome. So we have a few questions just regarding your research, just to dive deeper into this topic. So Mm -hmm. during the first several weeks of lactation, this is a high risk period for cows. From your studies, do you know how common and how long subacute inflammation lasts in transition cows?
1: Yeah, that's a a really good question. So as we know, the the transition period by itself starting three weeks before and going uh, until three weeks after parturition is a critical moment for cows because during that period of time, cows experience some physiological changes that challenge the overall performance. So there, there are different studies that have shown that animals that have like more inflammation during this period of time are more prone to develop postpartum diseases and have a poor reproductive and productive performance. So we know the inflammation starts before calving. We're not sure why or when. It's related to be around 14 to 15 days before calving, and that inflammation could go until the first 21 days in milk. Right now, our group or different groups haven't like get the main idea what is happening. There are some hypotheses that mention, for example, that it could be the mobilization of fat, the fat mobilization on the body due to the neg- negative state balance that the cows suffer in the pre-partum period. But right now it's one of the Trending topics about the research in dairy in dairy cows.
0: Great, and could you try to explain in layman's terms what the physiological basis of this of these preventative treatments that you are trying are?
1: Yeah. So the thing is that, as I mentioned, to you so all the animals suffer from this like physiological inflammation. This physiological inflammation helps the cow to get prepared to the parturition events and also get uh, help her to be prepared for the postpartum events. Like, for example, during the parturation, it helps, you know, uh, the relaxation of the birth canal also helps the animal to expel the placenta and different mechanisms. So there are different studies, uh, our own, and different studies that have been starting since 2005 in Italy that are trying to modulate that inflammation during the transition period. So, the main idea is that there are some animals that we are not sure why, but develop higher levels of inflammation. And those animals are the ones who are, are more affected. We can, in the, uh, we identify that we have like two major groups of animals. One of them is the hafers that are going to cow for the first time. And the other cows are the cows that have higher body condition score. Because those animals are more trauma or mobilize more fat during the transition period. So they get higher levels of inflammation and they have more problems in the postpartum period. So our uh, research group is aiming to treat the cows before calving and see if by doing this treatment, we can modulate the inflammation of those cows and have results or decreasing that inflammation and have better results in the performance of those cows. So our basic idea is to try to modulate the inflammation, do not inhibit, because we need some kind of inflammation during that project. But we want to modulate it, decrease it, and avoid that this inflammation gets to a higher threshold, and by doing that, getting better results in the postpartum period.
0: Yeah. So are you all on your studies, are you using cows and first calf heifers, uh, all of them, or are you just using first calf heifers as okay. in the yeah. experiment or what?
1: So in our studies, we are working with all kinds of animals, but we are trying to understand better how the mechanism works in those like high priority groups animals. But we're using hafers that are going to calf for the first time all multiparous calves. So we are using acetylsalicylic acid, or as better known as aspirin. And we're giving those animals around 14 days before the spectrum calving date four boluses of aspirin just once a day. And we are continuously seeing for those animals each week until they get on the, to 21 days in milk and see different patterns. For example, body conditions or We also take blood samples and see if they uh, how is the beta hydroxybutyrate or BHB uh, in those animals. We are also assessing or collecting blood samples to do a further uh, molecular analysis in the future. That right now (laughs) we are just uh, a little bit behind of that. And also we are assessing, for example, the incidence of clinical metritis in those animals. So we like the design of our study we enroll animals at 21 days before the Spectrum calving Day. So it is usually when the animals comes to the close-up pen. In the close-up pen, we uh, divide the animals depending on the body condition score. Body condition score of 3.5 or less in the scale to from 1 to 5 are, are in one group, and animals that are with 3.75 or more are in another group. And also uh, we are separating the animals between primiparous cows or cows that are going to be primiparous. I'm saying that heifers are going to calf for the first time and multiparous cows. So we randomly allocate the these kind of animals in the treatment. So the treatment will be uh, a acid or aspirin for boluses or placebo that is just gelatin capsules fills, filled with water. And then we Continue following those animals until the 21 days in.
0: Okay. So I guess you guys are looking to answer this question, but is it always necessary to treat cows after calving to decrease inflammation and improve welfare?
1: That's a, a, real, a really good question because okay. so we have some evidence in with different other research groups that it is not always necessary to treat the animals in the postpartum period. For example, there is a study from a group of research in Canada that they treat treat animals with flunixin treat animals just before and just after calving and they saw that they have poor results in those animals having less milk production and also increasing the re- the, the risk of having a stillbirth so uh, we have to understand that the inflammation by itself we cannot uh, inhibit by in totally because the animals during that, or all the mammals during that that period of time, need some uh, some kind of inflammation that helps them to go through that process. If we inhibit it by itself, we can have these like bad consequences, like mm-hmm. this group have in had in Canada. So the idea right now is not treat the animals, all, not not treat all the animals. The idea is basically. Uh, understand what animals are more prone to develop diseases and see if we modulating the inflammation in the pre period could have better results than treating, treating the animals in the post period to avoid any kind of these uh, interactions and having negative consequences in those animals.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And this is kind of a side thought, or it leads into the next question. But there are a lot of dairy farms right now that are having labor issues. So if you were having to treat all the cows on the the dairy farm before calving and right after calving, that would be a lot of extra labor giving them those boluses all the time. Mm -hmm. So how applicable for a real dairy farm are the proposed treatment approaches that you guys are looking at?
1: Okay, so right now with my study that we're uh, using it at 14 days before the expecting COVID day, we believe that is quite applicable because it is one of the moments that usually people use to, for example, put vaccines or are the moment where uh, they put, for example, the identification tags uh, with colors or with ear tags or different methods so our idea is to implement like these kind of treatments although we're also looking for a more applicable method that it will be being able to put that in like a feed additive mm-hmm. the thing is that it's quite of difficult to measure how much for example aspirin you're giving into each of your animals just putting that into their feed you know so right now we are like that we have like that limitation, but. Our approaches tries to be like in to be reasonable with how a farmer could do that, if in the future it end up being a good uh, having good results. For example, for the other project that we're working with, that essentially is quite similar, but we're treating the animals in the postpartum period, and the second day after calving. So on those regimen, we're also doing that because there's a moment when you have the animals in a different pen and you can treat them and then put it into the fresh pen. So our aim or our goal is to treat the animals or to be able to create a protocol to, that is applicable to different farms and also essentially applicable for, for every farm. And also we have in mind that in the future, perhaps if everything goes well, we can start doing more research for trying to see if we can start using some other, well, in this case, aspirin as a feed additive in the in the feed by itself.
0: So. Good. So, has the lab done any economic assessment on the actual economic benefits for a dairy farmer that would likely apply any of these practices?
1: Oh, that we were. I was talking with Dr. Barragan about this, and unfortunately, we haven't made like a real a real economic assessment we have made some speculations and our speculation was with one of our our past works that end up having uh, more milk in the postpartum period in the first 10 day uh, 100 days in milk for example in my project too when i right now we're having that animals treated with acetylsalicylic acid tend to produce more milk in the postpartum period in the first uh, 1 month of milk because we have we do not have right now like all the data but we want to assess that in the future and for an average farm with 80 dairy cows using this kind of approach especially just focusing on the milk production we have that those farmers are going to have or could increase or have a profit of around three thousand dollars per year in that specific farm with 80 cows But we would like to do like a more in in deep research about this, a more in deep assessment, because we would like to see not only the meal production, but also the incidence of disease, the cooling rate, the survival curve, and different other parts that we are planning to do in the future.
0: Okay, so just to clarify, that's $3,000 per cow per year increase. We, wow. no, we,
1: yeah, we're doing the three thousand uh, if i'm not wrong as dr Barganes played me are three thousand dollars like for whole all the farm just in milk terms so okay. in the milk the milk production for all the farm in time lapse of one year so just by doing this treatment uh-huh. uh, they're going to have three thousand dollars more yeah
0: Okay, great. Yeah, so I think you kind of mentioned something about this next question earlier. But are there any nutritional or other management strategies that can be used in order to reduce excessive inflammation while enhancing immune function?
1: This uh, this is also a really good question because sometimes we forget that all the transition period is like a physiological state that the animals have. So the best way that we could uh, approach or get into these animals is just by improving our nutrition, nutrition in the dry period, in the transition period, and in the postpartum period, and also improving our management. The majority of the results that we're doing at the, uh, sorry, the majority of the research that we're doing right now is essentially to targeting those kind of high priority groups that those animals that we don't know why have like more incidence or more risk to develop postpartum diseases that have a poor reproductive and productive performance. So overall, all the research right now in this area is targeting those animals. But we have to understand that this period is critical and we can improve our results, getting the animals a better nutrition with enough amount of, uh, of nutrients, enough amount of fiber, of starch, of minerals, and so on. And also improving the management, reducing the stress, trying to get the animals in not in higher body conditions for not over 3.75 in this period of time during the dry period. We would like the, that those animals keep their body condition during all the transition period. And if they're going to change, hopefully they, know they do not change more than, more than 0.25 points going up or down. So all of that, all of that kind of strategies that we can do in our farms without doing um, a specific treatment, it can improve the overall performance in, on our cows and also increase the well-being of those animals too.
0: Great, yeah. And so our last question is, that we ask all of our people that we interview on the podcast is: Do you have any takeaway messages regarding your research that you would like to share with our listeners?
1: The takeaway message that I could share with you with you all is that we, we, as I told before, we need to understand that this is a common process. All the transition period and all the inflammation that animals experience is kind of, kind of a, a physiological stage that the animals experience. So we have to understand how to manage taking all of these like easy to do things to increase our instead of just trying to look for the treatment approach. Start looking for more of this kind of approach or more improve our nutrition, improve our management, improve our biosecurity in the farm to avoid increasing the fact or the predisponent factor for diseases. For example, you know, the majority of the people know that animals that are too fat in this period of time possibly is going to have clinical ketosis or other kind of disease in the postpartum period. So if we can manage the body condition score, for example, in our cows. We could manage to get better, better results in the ongoing lactation. So my takeaway message, making a, a briefly summary, is try to focus on the on the easy things to do first. What kind of easy things I can improve in my farm, and then if we have a, if you have any other problems, try to go with your uh, bed and ask them about for example try to uh, understand how you you can improve to get better results in your daily basis
0: exactly so basically prevention rather than treatment so it's all about management there exactly yeah so this sounds like a really interesting research that you all are doing and just thank you so much Esteban for talking with us today and thank you to all of our listeners if you have any further questions regarding this topic, you can email me at cab7033 at psu.edu. And I'm sure Esteban would be willing to take any questions. I could forward them to him. Sure. And thank you. And don't forget to tune in next Tuesday where Dairy Educator Rainey Rosemond will talk with Dr. Chad Decal about his research at Penn State University. Have a great week. Thank you.